this Monday. It's morning. And it is macabre. Welcome to the Monday Morning Macabre weather forecast for tonight. Today, we're going to have a lot of spooky traffic on the freeway. That's right, Sob. <laughs> Be sure to leave early. A lot of people... A lot of people didn't probably were like, ooh, that's that's hurting my head. But uh, hey, welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, the podcast where we talk about spooky stuff and tell you the traffic and weather. Today's traffic and weather, as you heard, it's a bit spooky. And that's what it's going to be every single time. But we'll still tell you. <laughs> but we'll keep you informed. On Every 10 minutes, we're going to stop what we're doing. We're going to tell you about the spooky weather forecast. And we're going to move on. And you're going you're gonna to love it. It's Scones and Darcy. I'm Darcy. I'm Scones. Uh, and this is the show where one of us will bring a spooky story, creepy tale, spooky tale. Usually uh, based in, in true happenings. Based or in reality, more. fact, or truth uh, in some way. I want to, top of the show, shout out, Ooh. Patreon uh, subscribers. Yes. Appreciate you guys. People who have bought the new uh, Macabarista design. I think it came out super dope. Yeah. And I hope you guys like it. Uh, check out the merch store for that because I was like, ooh, nah, nah. chef's kiss. Hit him with the chef's keys. I hit him with that chef's uh, uh, keys. Also, shout out to everyone who has rated and reviewed the show. It really helps us out. So if you're listening for a long time and you're like, hey, there's some stars at the bottom of this podcast. I should I should throw some in there. We appreciate it. It's great. It makes a big difference in the podcasting world. It sure does. It, it legitimizes it to my father, who has not spoken to me in 10 years. Okay, let's get spooky. But we have it on good authority that if we get 50 <laughs> comments and 50 ratings, He's, yeah. Darcy's dad will reach out. I hate those things where it's like, if I get 100 likes on this post, I'll see my wife again. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, that's see exactly what this is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't tell them though they're gonna see that, was a, that was a sidebar <laughs> so yeah that was between you and me scones you're blowing this for us today i'm gonna be bringing scones the spooky scary skeleton you are in our closet of macabre you are the aforementioned macabarista i'm macabarista today i've got a spooky brew and i made like a, a cool design in it of like a yoga teacher teaching over zoom because <laughs> i'm topical like that as a barista and today's episode is a recommendation, a suggestion <gasps> from a listener. A recommenda? Uh, a recommendation. From who? Who's, who has the audacity to recommend? Uh, old Riggler himself. Who? Dakota, Dakota slash Lucas. It's both on, on Instagram. Riggs. Is so that, shout out to you, Dakota. Is that two people or he goes by Dakota or Lucas? No, he goes by one or the other depending on if it's a uh, full moon or not. Oh. And hold on, let me so check. shout out to you. <laughs> Let's is it a full see. moon right now? Is it a full moon? Yeah. Are we waxing or waning, dude? Give me that deets. I think there's two full moons this month or something crazy. Ooh. If it was a blue moon right now, dude? Apparently on the 2nd of September was a full corn moon. Dude, that was yesterday. So he's probably going by Dakota. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, All right, that tracks. Dakota Riggs for the suggestion. I hope you like it. I think that it's a very, very fun story i think you're gonna enjoy it scones Ooh, lots of twists you guys and turns? suggestions yeah lots of twists and turns uh well just more like a uh, fun it's like someone wrote a fan fiction with the characters that are involved in the story but we'll get to is it. it like the fan fiction i'm writing about emily blunt right now <laughs> every the whole fan yes. fiction is just her and jonathan kaneki and hanging out and being happy together <laughs> being cute. i just really like them so shout out to you dakota 
also what was the last oh yeah if you guys have your own stories or your own spooky tales that you want to send in and we will we'll talk about it on the podcast we're totally down to do like a listener stories episode Ooh. Uh, that was something that was uh mentioned in the patreon and i was like we should reiterate this because we're always down to get your guys's stories and i think it'd be really cool yeah give us your stories so either Hand dm us on instagram or hit the contact page on the website, mondaymorningmacabre.com, and send us those. Quit hogging all your stories. Hand them over. This is a robbery. <laughs> Put your hands up and give me Put your Put your stories in the bag. <laughs> and nobody's got to get hurt. So let's get to it, scones. Today... Sock it to me. We're going to sock to you... So what are we socking a to little, me? A legend called The Legend of the Bell Witch. <gasps> Bump. Oh bum, bum, man! Bum, bum. Instrument wielding men. Instrument wielding men. <laughs> it's wielding men. Okay, scones. Yes, we've we've just finished the intro. <laughs> I could, yeah, as I'm sure you heard. Well, yeah, the the band's right here. I can hear. <laughs> yeah, it's not done in post, so it's live. Yeah, it's very loud in our ears. The lava's hot. <laughs> the band is loud, and we're talking Bell Witch. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of witches in general. True. Uh, I guess I have a love hate. When I was a kid, nothing scared me more than witches, and now I've come to understand their way of life and become kind of jealous of it. True. Just living in yeah, the woods, they, just cooking up just sweet seclusion. soups. No one nagging them or telling them what to do. Yeah, just not letting society get in the way. Yeah, it's kind of the ideal life, if you ask me. And I think a lot of people, especially our listeners, are like, hell yeah, brother. I'm tired of living in Trump's America where I can't dance in the <laughs> woods covered in blood naked and it all of a sudden I'm ostracized for it. It's 2020, come on. So, the Bell Witch scones... This is an 1800s tale. Ooh, okay. so what? 200 years after the uh, the old Salem witch trials, they didn't get them all, folks. They they, <laughs> they missed one, sweetie, and her name was the Bell Witch. So, in the early 1800s, John Bell moved his family from North Carolina to Red River Bottomland in Robertson County, Tennessee. Red River Seven Bottomland. Eight, yeah, Red River. Bottom. I don't know if Bottomland is. I don't think that's part of the name. I think it's Red River, which is like bottom uh i don't know that's my favorite zach brown band album <laughs> dude the red river bottom land is my favorite ccr to cover band uh, um so bad moon rising dakota <laughs> <laughs> so red river eventually becomes adams tennessee many years later oh what <laughs> not, yeah, not as fun they fucking blow so, it. <laughs> yeah there's that's the first twist and turn bell purchased some land and a large house for his family and over the next several years, he acquired more land, increasing his holdings to 328 acres and cleared a number of fields for planting. It's a solid uh, holding. Dude got hooked up with that young land ski. Land be looking thick out in Which, Adams, Tennessee. Back then, wasn't that like the only thing that mattered? Yeah, basically. And it was also like, oh, for a nickel, I'll give you 600 acres of land. And you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All the trees. <laughs> Uh, he was also made an elder of Red River Baptist Church. He was made an elder? Yeah, he was made an elder. My father is on the parish pastoral council of his local church, so he's basically John Bell. 
Are you just trying to sweeten the deal so your dad gets in contact with you? <laughs> yeah, I just thought. <laughs> I think if he heard that, he'd be like, he does remember. <laughs> but we'll see. So the Bells also had three more children after moving to Tennessee. Elizabeth, who goes by Betsy. She was born in 1806. Richard in 1811. And Joel in 1813. Now, one day, we're about to get a little spooky. Put on your spooky goggles, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a little bit of spookiness coming. All right, hold on. Mine are a little tight. Yeah, please un- loosen them up so yeah. you don't look like a nerd. Or else you're going to have to go to that tiny little like shower in the corner of the science room and like spray your eyeballs. Dude, I, I can't do that again. <laughs> Not if the last time I didn't get to go to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Um, <laughs> one day in 1817, John Bell was inspecting his cornfield, as one does, when he encountered a strange-looking animal sitting in the middle of a corn row. Shocked by the appearance of this animal, which had the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit, Bell shot several times. Oh, hell yeah. The animal vanished. Bell thought nothing more about the incident, at least not until after dinner. How can you not be thinking about that incident? I was going to say, I'd be like, okay, I know I have to eat dinner, but I just saw a half dog, (laughs) half bunny, and it disappeared in front of me. But these potatoes are banging, so I got to finish this. I'm sitting at the table like, you ain't seen this shit before. So... That evening, the bells began hearing beating sounds on the outside walls of their log house. The mysterious sounds continued with increased frequency and force each night. Bell and his sons often hurried outside to catch the culprit, but always returned empty-handed. In the weeks that followed, the bell children began waking up frightened, complaining that rats were gnawing at their bedpost. Not long after that, the children began complaining of having their bed covers pulled from them and their pillows tossed onto the floor by a seemingly invisible entity. Pretty spooky. Yeah, that's like, come on. I mean, listen. Are you fibbing? I have a daughter, and I do <laughs> gnaw on the end of her bedpost, and I do rip away those sheets and throw her pillows and stuff. But that's just to build character. Just a good dad. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just to get her ready for the, the frightening world we live in. So, what was the Bell Witch scones? Like most such Wait, stories. Wait, so the animals, de- the Bell Witch? We're about to explain. Oh, okay, scones. sorry, sorry. So shut your fucking mouth, scones. Yeah. Do you want to keep? fucking being a part of this <laughs> i'm just a huge power trip right now <laughs> scones every fucking week i have to do this this is the last episode scones is on. <laughs> i'm just, just gunshot I don't know. We, well scones is on vacation for the foreseeable scones future. broke his leg and is unable to race <laughs> so i had to do it i had to take him out back it was the humane thing to do i love that that was their excuse back in the day for racehorses like this beautiful animal, uh, it hurt its ankle. Yeah. <laughs> so the humane thing to do is put yeah, a bullet it, in its It head. rolled its ankle on a door frame, and uh, so we blasted its dome skew off of the shot. There's no other way for that horse to like have <laughs> any semblance of life. <laughs> now, admittedly, I'm not a horse girl, so there might be horse girls out there who's like, well, actually, when a horse breaks its leg, it becomes <laughs> Its brain starts like, to ooze out of its face. Yeah. <laughs> its skin deteriorates until it becomes a skeletal horse that is ridden by the night creatures. Oh, that's on brand. <laughs> that's on brand. We brought Maybe it back. Little like Evil Dead Three action. Evil Dead Three. Or what's the one where they go back into the Middle Ages? Oh, Army of Darkness. One? Army of Darkness. I know it's not called Evil Dead Three, but isn't it the third? Evil uh, Dead Sam movie? Raimi and Bruce Campbell. I will not be though. wrong. <laughs> Hi, Sam. <laughs> that's how we talk to Sam Raimi. <laughs> hey, Sam. <laughs> Mr. Raimi. I really like Spider-Man Hi, Man. Too. 
Ooh, I love it when he says groovy. Um, okay, so <laughs> what was the Bell Witch scones? Like most such stories, certain details vary from version to version, but the prevailing account is that it is the spirit of Kate Batts, a mean old neighbor of John Bell who believed she was cheated by him in a land purchase. Ooh. Now remember, he got that big land purchase on his hands, and she True. believes that she was uh, absolutely fucked <laughs> by this land purchase. <laughs> Um, on her deathbed, she swore that she would haunt John Bell and his descendants. The story is picked up by the Guidebook for Tennessee, published in 1933 by the Federal Government's Work Project Administration. That's amazing. It says, sure enough, tradition says, the Bells were tormented for years by the malicious spirit of old Kate Batts. John Bell and his favorite daughter, Betsy, were the principal targets. Towards the other members of the family, the witch was either indifferent or, in the case of Mrs. Bell, friendly. No one ever saw her, but every visitor to the Bell home heard her all too well. Her voice, according to one person who heard it, spoke at a nerve-wracking pitch when displeased, while at other times it sang and spoke in low musical tones. The spirit of old Kate led John and Betsy Bell a merry chase. She threw furniture and dishes at them. She pulled their noses, <laughs> yanked their hair, poked needles into them. She yelled at them all night to keep them from sleeping and snatched food from their mouths at mealtime. She pulled their noses? <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like, got your nose, nerd. And he's like, I am being haunted. <laughs> I can't smell what's cooking. The rock. <laughs> Yo, uh, shout out to The Rock. Dwayne shout the Rock out to Johnson. The Rock. If I hope the Pebbles are doing okay. I hope he's doing well. Him and his family were just diagnosed with yeah, uh, coronavirus. So, yeah. Hope they're doing well. A lot of people come up to me and they say, like, you look so much like him. That's true. If you got, if the listener could see Darcy, you'd be like, what the fuck? And then I look like a smaller, weirder Conan O'Brien. So that's the that's what you're working with. So... As time went on, the bells began hearing faint whispering noises, which were too weak to understand, but sounded like a feeble old woman singing hymns. The encounters escalated, and the bell's youngest daughter, Betsy, began experiencing brutal encounters with the invisible entity. Ew. It would pull her hair and slap her relentlessly. Ugh. So, my kink, her problems, but <laughs> often leaving welts in <laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> Go off, king. <laughs> Listen, we're sex positive podcast. We don't kink shame. <laughs> Disturbances, which John Bell told his family to keep secret, eventually escalated to such a point that he decided to share his family trouble with his closet, with his closest, not closeted friend, <laughs> with his closeted with friend. His... <laughs> Poor guy. With his closest friend and neighbor, James Johnston. Johnston and his wife spent the night at the Bell home where they were subjected to the same terrifying disturbances that the Bells had experienced. So they now have witnesses. Who are like, yo, this shit is fucked up. This story has much more bland names than our usual <laughs> stories. Yeah, James Johnston and John Bell. Uh, but just wait, we're about to get an absolute banger of a character. So, after having his bed covers removed and being slapped repeatedly, <laughs> Johnston sprang out of bed exclaiming, In the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? <laughs> there was no response, but the remainder of the night was relatively peaceful. Now, the entity's voice strengthened over time to the point that it was loud and unmistakable. It sang hymns, quoted scripture, carried on intelligent conversation, and once even quoted word for word two sermons that were preached at the same time on the same day, 13 miles apart. Word of this supernatural phenomenon soon spread outside the settlement, even to Nashville, where the then Major General Andrew Jackson took a keen interest. Whoa. We got Andrew Jackson on the Would case. Would be president and hero of yeah. the Battle of New Orleans. An absolute 
badass Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Other than like the horrible Trail of Tears, the dude was a fucking badass. He was a badass. And he's the reason the Democrat Party is uh has the donkey as their symbol. Right. Any more facts about Mr. Jackson's guns? Uh I know he had like three or four like bullets in him while he was serving yeah, as president. He was like walking around just which is just he's just a crazy crazy dude. And he's about to come fuck up this witch. Andrew Jackson challenges the witch. So <laughs> to a boxing match. <laughs> Fisticuffs, baby. Yeah, print print that new merch. <laughs> <laughs> so widely spread was the news about the Bell Witch that people came from hundreds of miles around hoping to hear the spirit's shrill voice or witness a manifestation of its vile temper. So it's become like a, a like a one of those like look at this tiny tiny horse at like a carnival. <laughs> that horse is you know so small. I mean? No, but it's a, it's like an oddity at this point. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's it's its own, it's its own like attraction exactly. So, Andrew Jackson decides to gather a party of friend of friends and journey to Adams to investigate. That's dope. He's not even taking the soldiers that are under his command. He's just like, I'm only no, bringing he's my just boys. Like, Yo, Stevie, my boy Turtle. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> it's just the cast. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, the general was determined to confront the phenomenon and either expose it as a hoax or send the spirit away. A chapter in M.V. Ingram's 1894 book, Unauthenticated History of the Famous Bell Witch, considered by many to be the best account of the story, is devoted to Jackson's visit. Quote from the 1894 book, General Jackson's party came from Nashville with a wagon loaded with a tent, provisions, etc., bent on a good time and much fun investigating the witch. The men were riding on horseback and were following along in the rear of the wagon as they approached near the place, discussing the matter and planning how they were going to do up the witch. Just then, traveling over a smooth, level piece of road, the wagon halted and stuck fast. The driver popped his whip, whooped and shouted to the team, and the horses pulled with all their might but could not move the wagon an inch. It was dead stuck as if welded to the earth. General Jackson commanded all men to dismount and put their shoulders to the wheel. They all gave the wagon a push, but all was in vain. It was a no-go. The wheels were then taken off one at a time and examined and found to be all right, revolving easily on their axes. General Jackson, after a few moments, thought, realizing that they were in a fix, threw up his hands, exclaiming, By the eternal, boys, it is the witch. So he's like, Hey, fellers, witch time. I like how he calls his boys the boys. Yeah, he's like, By the eternal, boys, let's get fogged up. <laughs> uh, so... Then came the sound of a sharp, metallic voice from the bushes saying, All right, General, let the wagon move on. I will see you soon again tonight. The men in bewildered astonishment looked in every direction to see if they could discover from whence the strange voice came, but could find no explanation to the mystery. The horses then started unexpectedly of their own accord, and the wagon rolled along as light and smoothly as ever. So... They have an encounter with a witch before they even reach the John Bell's house. Yeah, and it sounds like Andrew Jackson's going to end up hooking up with this witch, which adds so much more to the lore <laughs> of his presidency. Yeah, it's a real Twilight situation where it's like, it's a will they, won't they? They're always like flirting like this. Like, she'll stop his wagon and he'll tell the boys. Like, everyone in gym class knows Andrew Jackson and the Bell Witch <laughs> like each other. I know. It's like, just get together already. Like, the Bell Witch gave him one of those four-sided paper things with like the... Like choose a 
choose a number then a color you know what i'm talking about what are those things called uh what are those things called i don't know what they're called but uh they had one of those things going it was yeah i think the bell which has just been hurt before and she's not ready to put herself out there <laughs> we should do but a girl <laughs> relationship concept that's podcast that's fan fic right there that's a fan Ooh, yeah who wants to write the andrew jackson bell witch fanfic dude that i'm already on it stuff. Consider me checked out for the rest of this recording. I'm typing away. <laughs> I think every episode we have this occurrence where we're like, okay, we got something to to have someone write. We just need one person who, I don't know, wants yeah. to write. <laughs> who gives a shit. <laughs> who listens to what we say and is like, yes, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. So the company continues to John Bell's house. Now... One of the men in the company, one of his boys, claims to be a quote witch tamer. Dude, and after seven, that guy fucks. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He's like the Witcher of. He's 1800s. like I've I've been having some Tennessee. crazy ladies in my life. They call me the witch tamer, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Dude, I don't think you can say that." Yeah, they're like, "Hey, please stop." <laughs> I'm we're in a home. After several uneventful hours, he pulled out a shiny pistol and proclaimed that its silver bullet would kill any evil spirit that it came into contact with. Dude, this is already the coolest story I've ever heard about a U.S. president. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's like cannibalism's pretty close, but this is... We've had a disproportionate amount of presidents in this (laughs) podcast. We had Andrew Jackson apparently going witch hunting, uh, George H.W. avoiding cannibals, uh, Bill Clinton, like, drug smuggling and hiding murders in Arkansas. <laughs> like, it's a wild time. It's Yeah, we got all the presidents involved, which makes might have something to say about the people in power. And anyway. Um, <laughs> Social commentary. Scone said that. <laughs> he went on to say that the reason nothing had happened to them, this is the witch tamer, <laughs> was because whatever had been serving the bells was scared of his silver bullet. So, now, the night continues, and... This kind of varies from story to story, but a lot of people say further on in the night, the the witch begins to make an appearance. She starts pinching and slapping uh, the men, <laughs> and Jackson's covers were ripped off as quickly as he could put them back on. The witch- and his entire... <laughs> this witch is such a prankster compared to the other witches of... I know. Of, of like, lore. Yeah, yeah, she's just grabbing and pinching and ripping off... <laughs> Uh, fucking covers like oh you're cold now yeah it's like scary movie 2 style ghost haunting so the entire party of men were slapped pinched and had their hair pulled by the witch until morning and that's when (laughs) the witch hunter is now has shut the fuck up and he's like this sucks Uh, now Jackson and his men decide to hightail it out of Adams because they're like this is the worst. I can only get pinched and have my hair pulled so many times. (laughs) I'll get shot, no problem. But if you pinch me, not going to happen. He's later quoted as saying, this is Andrew Jackson, he says, I'd rather fight the British in New Orleans than have to fight the Bell Witch. That's the coolest sentence that has ever been said by a United States president. So (laughs) we get towards the conclusion of the story. I'd rather go to hell and back than get my covers ripped <laughs> off and pinched all over. <laughs> than have my cozy covers ripped <laughs> off. So John Bell, the death of John Bell. The torment of the Bell House continued for years, culminating in the ghost's ultimate act of vengeance upon the man she claimed had cheated her. She took responsibility for his death. In October of 1820, Bell was struck with an illness while walking to the pigsty of his farm. Oh, Some no. he suffered a stroke... 
since thereafter he had difficulty speaking and swallowing. In and out of bed for several weeks, his health declined, and the Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee, tells this part of the story. On the morning of December 19th, he failed to awake at his regular time. When the family noticed he was sleeping unnaturally, they attempted to rouse him. They discovered Bell was in a stupor and couldn't be completely awakened. John Jr. went to the medicine cupboard to get his father's medicine and noticed it was gone with a strange vial in its place. No one claimed to have replaced the medicine with the vial. A doctor was summoned to the house, and the witch began taunting that she had a place that she had placed the vial in the medicine cabinet and given Bell a dose of it while he slept. Contents of the vial were tested on a cat and discovered to be highly poisonous. Rip that cat. So see, this is much more along the lines of witch behavior that I was expecting. Yeah. This is much more dark and Yeah, like slowly poisoning now, people. Right. So John Bell dies on December twentieth. Oh shit. Not that slow. The Bell Witch was quiet until after the funeral. A respectful after witch, grave... I guess. <laughs> after the grave was filled, the witch began singing loudly and joyously. This continued until all friends and family left the grave site. So that's the story of the Bell Witch. <laughs> right. That's the... What do you think she was singing? Um, She's just at the funeral till everyone leaves. She's going, I'm walking on sunshine. Na 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 na. It's the motherfucking Bell Witch. <laughs> so, one explanation for the story of the Bell Witch, because it's now, I mean, it's very heavily documented, and there have been hundreds of witnesses at this point of this phenomenon. That's incredible. Some people try and come up with theories. Right. So, a few rational explanations of the Bell Witch phenomenon have been offered over the years. Offer them to me. Yeah. The haunting, they say, was a hoax perpetrated by Richard Powell, the school teacher of Betsy Bell and Josh Gardner, with whom Betsy was in love. <gasps> It seems Powell was deeply in love with young Betsy and would do anything to destroy her relationship with Joshua Gardiner. Through a variety of pranks, tricks, and the help of several accomplices, it is theorized that Powell created all of the, quote, effects of the ghost to scare Gardiner away. Indeed, Gardiner was the target of much of the witch's violent taunting, and he eventually did break up with Betsy and leave the area. It's never been satisfactorily explained how Powell achieved all these remarkable effects, including paralyzing Andrew Jackson's wagon, but he did come out the winner. He married Betsy Bell. Who did? Joshua Gardner, uh, the guy who was, people suspect to be the witch, like the, the man behind the curtain. I thought you were going to say Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Andrew Jackson. Dude, could you imagine if he just got like... The first lady was... If yeah, if Bell. Jason Siegel got her... If he Jason Siegel there... Dude. You don't want to get Jason Siegel. Preach, sister. Do you think that's why he agreed to do Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Because it'd get all the heat off him for getting... He got Jason Siegel <laughs> in that movie? Yeah. Uh, it sounds right. It tracks. It tracks. That's the story of the Bell Witch. That's the legend. That's the haunting. Andrew Jackson, ghosts, wagons. What more do you want, guys? What more do you want from me? Scones. Do you believe in the Bell Witch? I do. And I tell you what, it's an election year, and I'm going to have some questions for these uh, <laughs> fucking people trying to be president about how many witches they've taken on. Mm, I agree. If it's less than one, I don't want them. That's my political <laughs> Less than platform. one, I'm moving to Canada, baby. Maybe. Or Ireland. Or, you know what? Any international listeners... Send me a list of why I should move to your country. Because <laughs> you definitely we'll care. Because, <laughs> yeah, this is important to you. You're very nationalistic. And, and you uh, care about you where Scones lives. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story of the Bell Witch, folks. 
interesting stuff wild stuff thank you dakota riggs again or lucas dakota or Uh, lucas riggs based on the lunar cycle thank you very much thank you very much for letting us know about that it's a wild story and it's a lot of fun and it's like insane and it's presidential Uh, under an election year thanks for being thematic yeah thanks for being thematic buddy Follow us on our socials, mondaymorningmacabre.com, mmmacabrepod on Twitter, and mondaymorningmacabre on Instagram. Oh, shit. I just got a notification on my phone from our socials. Um, oh. Big Dick Bjorn liked our photo. <laughs> Thanks, Big Dick Bjorn. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. On Instagram. Thanks, Big Dick Bjorn. Thanks, Big Dick. <laughs> um, make sure, yeah. So, what was I saying? Okay. <laughs> you yes. got distracted um, by Big Dick Bjorn. Big Dick Bjorn. I mean, uh, make sure to check out the merch store. Check out that new design. Make sure to, uh, you know, do all the things you do. Appreciate all of you listening every week. And, uh, I mean, have a good Monday, guys. Guys, guys, come on. Bring it in. Bring it in. Let's, uh, hands in. Let's have a good Monday on three. On three. One, two, three. Good Monday. Have a good Monday. Wait, wait I don't even remember what oh, I said. Have, <laughs> have a good Monday. Have a good Goodbye. Monday. Bye. <laughs>